Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. I am coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. It is a beautiful fall morning and I am pumped. The weather has cooled off and I I get a lot of comments from (laughs) people. Apparently I talk about it being hot a lot because I get a lot of comments (laughs) from people asking me about the weather. And uh, so this summer when I was doing my my episodes, uh, when I was recording them, obviously we had kind of a warm, human summer and, and uh, it uh, was t- it was taking its toll on me. And so apparently I was talking about it a lot. And so um, but today I'm talking about it, too, because it is like awesome out there going to be a nice going to be warm this afternoon but not hot and it's a beautiful cool morning and uh just a good day to be alive good day to be i love fall i love fall so this week what i'm going to talk about is uh a conversation i had on a coaching call this week with a with a trainer that has uh has a horse that she had raised and trained and and had put a really good foundation on this horse um, and then ran into a situation that has caused a real challenge for her. And, and a lot of us have, have uh, faced similar challenges in this particular situation. This mare had a restricted airway had either an, and I don't remember exactly if it was an infection in her airway um, and this particular trainer was in Colorado and when taking this horse to the vet, um, she had to, had to cross uh, a mountain pass, which I think she said it, the elevation went up to 12,000 feet. And then I think she was going to, I think she was going to Fort Collins to the vet. Anyway, the horse started fighting the trailer and has been fighting the trailer ever since. And, you know, when your horse is, it's very, nerve-wracking when you have a horse that that uh is insecure in the trailer and that kicks the trailer um and it's annoying frustrating you know causes anxiety and 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 uh i could tell by talking to her that she'd done a lot of work with this horse had this horse doing a lot of neat things had a good foundation on this horse and so it's really, um, it really bothers you as a trainer when you think somehow you've missed something that, uh, that you didn't address. And, and you start thinking, of course, like we always do, we're, we're our own worst critics, right? I mean, there's nobody harder on you than you, nobody. And, and that's that's with all of us, especially anybody that's listening to podcasts and trying to get better. And, you know, if you're laying on the couch eating Cheetos and watching, you know, whatever, I don't even know what's on anymore because I don't watch any TV. But, you know, you're not 
probably too hard on yourself. You're that that's the type of person that's probably blaming everybody else for, you know, what whatever their life is. But the people that are listening to this, I guarantee you, you you're your worst critic, just like I am. And so you start to blame yourself and say, well, I've done something. I must have done something wrong. Well, you know, in this situation, more than likely what happened was that horse got short of air and probably started to panic. Well, it's a proven fact in human be- human beings, us, that your best memories, the reason you remember th- some things so well is because they are attached to an emotion. Now, that emotion could be happiness. It could be fear. It could be um, panic. Um, you know, the reason sometimes I remember my dreams is because it was scary. You know, something was happening that scared me. And so I woke up and I, and I remember that dream because of that. Um, so in this case, when you think about horses, I'm pretty sure horses' memories are attached to an emotion. And a lot of theirs are attached to emotions that were frightening, that scared them. You know, their, their flight instinct is very strong. And when horses are filled with anxiety and insecurity, they feel the need to move their feet or do something. Well, when a horse is kicking in the trailer, that their fight or flight instinct is triggered and they are trying to get out. And this horse is a, sounds like it's a severe case of this. And, you know, this particular owner felt bad and I felt bad for her because she, she, you know, she can see the fear in that horse's eyes. And we have to remember that just because something doesn't seem like a big deal to us, and, and I've, I've had to remind myself of this when the kids were little is, you know, something that seemed like a big deal to them was, was like nothing to us. You know, it wasn't a big deal and we knew it wasn't a big deal, but to a young child, it is a big deal. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes those things that were a big deal to them they needed help processing that and understanding that, you know what, it is going to be okay and that we are going to get through this. And it, you know, they didn't need scolded and told, you know, how dumb they were. They needed, they needed help dealing with it and building confidence and understanding that they can't overcome it or it's not going to be as bad as they think. Well, whether it's children or horses, it's the same concept. And, and for me, the way I'm wired, I really have to remind myself to, to think with that thought process um, instead of go into scold mode. And believe me, there's times I went into scold mode with, with my kids and, and with horses, you know. But I always realized later, or hopefully sooner than later, that 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 wasn't that wasn't being helpful, and and so just like in this situation, 
when you think about it from the horse's point of view, if you're if you're already having trouble breathing, okay, horses are naturally claustrophobic. And if you're having trouble breathing and you're in an enclosed area and then you go from say an elevation of five or six thousand feet to twelve thousand feet and the air gets thinner, it's not easier to breathe up there. It's gonna be harder. So I'm sure a good bit of that trip, that horse felt like she was fighting for her life. Okay, and so she, that is burned into her memory as an event that happened in that trailer. So now when that mare gets in that trailer, the anxiety starts to build up. It's like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When, when am I going to get short of air? When am I going to get short of air? When do, you know, so the panic is the anticipation of an event that might happen just like we have. Okay. We can have extreme anxiety and nothing's happened, but the anticipation of an event happening can cause extreme anxiety in us. And, you know, we always got to remind ourselves of that because with horses, and, and you're talking about an animal that is wired completely different than we are, with horses, that anxiety immediately triggers that fight or flight response. And when that fight or flight response is triggered, they don't process it they they react they react and so like with this mare this this particular trainer has done a lot of work to start trying to rebuild that confidence in her and and i know um, we had a good long visit and i know at times it doesn't seem like you're getting anything done but to us, it probably doesn't seem like we're making much progress, but to them, we are. You know, to them, that that may have been progress. I mean, in this situation, like I explained to, to this young lady, you know, we always have to remember that in everything we do, we're either building confidence or destroying it. Okay, so in this situation, do do whatever it takes to help build confidence with that horse. Like I, the horse hauls in a trailer better with a buddy horse. Well, even if you have to put a, two other horses in the trailer with that horse to where she's in the middle of them and she realizes she has that security, that, that herd bound security, um, you know, start with that. Start with loading her hauling her that way in short trips and then unloading and rewarding her load her in the trailer and rub on her feed her in the trailer you know help her to overcome that like, like i told like i told this young trainer i mean situations like that where that horse is going to have a vivid imagination in that trailer that trailer right now is the trigger that causes that reaction. Well, now that's going to be in that horse's memory forever. So what you're doing now is you're slowly 
by building confidence, you're slowly replacing a small bit of anxiety every time you do that. So over time, you want the building of that confidence to, to squeeze out or to push out that anxiety that creeps in. And that could be a two or three year process. I mean, it could be five years. It could be six months. There, there's no way to tell because every horse is different. Every horse is a unique individual. Um, you know, they all look at things differently just like we do. There are things that I worry about that my wife never worries one second about. Why is that? You know, we're very compatible people. Uh, but we're very, very different individuals. I mean, men and women are like dogs and cats. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're similar, but different, you know? And so, so for this horse, you know, the other thing I, I, I told her is always, and she was always already doing this, but always make being close to the trailer a reward when you're working that horse, get done working that horse, trot over to the trailer tie her up, you know, do give her a little bit of grain or not, not right after you work her if she's warm or whatever, but let, let that be the spot to where she gets some rewards and she, she starts to associate that as the sweet spot. And, and I've known of horses. I mean, I've known of NFR horses that they had to haul a, a pony or I actually had one customer that hauled a goat with them. Um, that goat went with him everywhere with that dang horse. At the time, I thought it was silly. Um, now, you know, if I have a horse that has that much talent and is producing, am I going to put up with that? You know, I never have hauled a goat with me, but I'm not. I've learned to never say never. I, I, I do know that. I've learned to never say never. So, um, you know, this might be a situation where with that mare for, for her own mental stability and, and the fact that you need, you understand that you need to continually build that confidence, not destroy it. You may need to do that. You may need to give that horse something to help her overcome that, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I know we feel when we do that, I know we feel like, we failed as a trainer and, and uh, we're hard on ourselves. Just like um, this young trainer, she was, uh, she said, you know, I've lost sleep over this. And I'm, and I know she had, I could tell by the sound of her voice that it had been, that it had been stressful on her because she cares, you know, and that's, uh, you know, when you care that much about something, it does. It's it's a it's a mentally taxing situation to overcome, and you just you just want it to go away. And so, when you want something to go away, you want to get it fixed like that day. And unfortunately, like in this situation, that's not going to happen. There are a lot of trainers out there that can help you build confidence. One one session at a time, one day at a time, but that doesn't mean that it's going to fix it. We just, 
<clears throat> it's kind of like everything else in our lives, which I've figured out. It's all about that journey of progression and just trying to get better and, and understanding that, you know what, we don't have it all figured out. You know, in my opinion, there's nobody out there that has everything figured out in, in the horse training business. There, there are a bunch of guys out there that have really good programs. But at the same time, I think every one of them would tell you that that they face daily challenges. You know, and it's like myself. I mean, I would be, uh, to be real honest with you, every day that I'm out there training horses, I, I, I continue to realize, you know, how much I need to learn, how much better I need to get, how much you know, 10, 15, 25 years ago, how little I knew. I thought I knew a lot. I didn't know anything. I didn't understand a horse. I didn't understand looking at situations through their eyes. You know, another thing with this horse in the trailer, what we have to remember is the way a horse sees is so much different than us. And, you know, a horse sees you know, their eyes are set in the, on the side of their heads, right? So a horse, a horse has a, a view of about 340 degrees. Okay. They can see everything, but it, like just straight directly in front of them, they have a little blind spot and then behind them, they have a blind spot. But other than that, they, they have a wide view of vision versus we have about a 45 degree view of vision. You know, if you take your hands and stick them straight out, okay, and then as you move them forward, okay, when they really, when you, if your thumbs are up, when they really clearly come into view on each side, that's literally about 45 degrees. Well, we look at things so differently. If we're standing in a trailer, we're looking directly out the front the window out the side of the trailer if it's like a slant load and you're seeing the outside a horse is seeing the sides a horse is in there their their best view are the sides that are the images of the sides that are so close to them and, and i really think that attributes to that claustrophobic feeling that that a lot of times they they encounter and so you know, just understanding how a horse's horse sees in comparison to us explains a lot of things to me. You know, in 15, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, I didn't think much about that. I didn't think much about that. You know, that that's one of the that's one of the senses that God gave them for survival. The key word there is it's one of the senses they have for survival. You know, you think about yourself when, when you see a horse throw a big fit and, you know, are, is truly reacting like they are scared to death. It's really pretty sad because you think about you being in a situation where you don't know if you're going to get the next breath of air you don't know, you know, you're, you're in a situation where you're literally scared you might die. 
And I'm going to tell you what, that creates an emotion that you don't know what you're capable of doing. And that's what happens with horses. Another example of that, I've got a horse in that came from uh, another situation. And this horse is a bucker. Um, and I mean, not just a little bit. This, this horse is, is rank and very athletic and the, so when i when i work this horse and i saddle it you know when i work it move its feet i work it in the round pen i've got this horse using the thinking side of its brain i can saddle it he's just dead still calm but his trigger is when he takes that first step and I'm about to get him through it, but I haven't yet. And I've been doing for two weeks straight. He's been bucking, but I'm about to get him through it. But when he takes that first step, that trigger flips that switch. And I mean, when he does it now, it's impressive. But when he's bucking and he doesn't want to be mean, he wants to be my buddy. He wants me to be the leader of his herd. But when he does it, he reacts like there's a mountain lion on his back that is scratching for his jugular. That that horse, when he takes that first step, that switch flips in his brain and he goes to the reacting side of his brain and that fight or flight instinct takes over and he reacts in a way where he is so panicked and so scared I think he literally feels like he's going to die. And, you know, I feel bad for him because um, when he's done, he's got that look in his eye like, please help me, please help me. And and there's not, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. You know, he, a young man that helps me, um, feeds and cleans and does maintenance work and helps me catch horses. I mean, he did try to kick him one day but I'm pretty sure he probably got surprised or something happened that triggered that. You know, his, his fight or flight mechanism is very strong, very strong. Um, will he get over it? I think so. Will it be today? Probably not. You know, I talked with his owner um, a couple days ago and explained to her where we're at. Now, on his back, once the, once the bucking episode is over, um, I've got him riding pretty good. Um, but we have to, we, I have to build the confidence in him that he can take that first step and continue to stay in that thinking side of his brain and use that thinking side of his brain instead of that switch flipping to the reactive side of his brain. Now that, that trigger, that trigger and that step, it's based off of a memory. And, and I don't know what that is. I know he's bucked a guy off and bucked him off hard. And I don't know if that was one time or 10 times. And when you get a horse in, and I always say this about horses I purchase or horses that come in in training, you know, just assume, just assume there's always pieces of the story you're not going to get because number one, nobody can remember everything, right? And you know, so when you hear 
you know, that one bucks does, you know, I'm like this horse has bucked a lot before. I mean, you can tell, um, you know, if I work one for an hour in the round pen and he is using the thinking side of his brain and, and he's relaxed and calm and I saddle him and I go through the process. And when he takes a step, he blows into and he bucks for 30 to 45 seconds. That's happened before that. That's not the first time. I mean, there, there's a pattern there that that's developed. And so just like with this gelding, that, that, that switch, that fear is so strong. That trigger is so strong that the only way I know to overcome that is to replace that fear and that anxiety with confidence. Now, you could do some other things, um, but ultimately, I think that confidence has got to basically replace or squeeze out that fear and anxiety. Or if I send that horse home, he has a week or two to freshen up. Um, he's going to buck somebody off and he's going to buck them off hard, you know? So it, it's, a uh, and, and he may, you know, there's no guarantee that he, no matter how long I have him, you send him home and he, there's no guarantee that he'll never buck again, you know, but it's a, that that's something that happened and it could have just been in this horse too. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. It could have just been in there, but he is, uh, you know, he's a handful, he's a handful. And I, I think I've talked about him on an earlier podcast a little bit too. Um, but he is, he is, you know, when he gets done and he realizes he's not going to die and that it's going to be okay, you know, he's just, um, almost drained, you know, he's, because when they do that, the adrenaline, and I, and I don't know if horses have adrenaline that goes through their body. I'm assuming they do some type of an adrenaline or endorphins. Um, but when their blood pump is pumping that hard and their heart's beating that fast, when they come down off of that, it's got to be a huge drain on their body and their mentally and physically. And I mean, you know, when he gets done, it's, it's like, he's, he just can't get close enough to me. In fact, most times when horses like that do trip, that, that, that switch in their brain flips and they, they react and they buck and kick and rear and whatever else they can do to get rid of that saddle or that restricted feeling, you know, when they get the, the one thing that's really kind of dangerous is, is they always want to come to me because they're looking for security in the herd and you got to be paying attention just to get away from them. And, but when they're done, you know, he just wants to almost, almost just put his head in my, in my, in my hands. Cause he's just like, Oh gosh, that was, that was stressful. And like I said, he rides around good, you know, after that. So, um, you know, a lot of you, Oh, if you have enough horses and you ride enough and you handle horses enough, you're going to go through some challenges like this, you know, just always remember. And it becomes more and more clear to me every day. Always, always ask yourself, 
I, I was talking with my brother-in-law about this subject this morning, this topic. You know, I always understand whatever you're doing with the horse, ask yourself, am I, am I building confidence or am I destroying it? Because if you're destroying it, you're just causing more work for yourself tomorrow. But am I presenting things in a way that when they find that release point and when they give me that res desired response and I release, am I building that confidence? Am I giving them time to process that? Am I helping them understand that, yes, you found the answer? Um, I, I think that's really important. And, and you got to build, you know, you got to build that that foundation and that confidence you got to build it one brick at a time so be patient hang in there don't be so hard on yourselves don't be so hard on yourselves you're working hard you're trying hard you know uh enjoy the small victories enjoy the small victories in everything you do in life whether it be with yourself your family your horse training enjoy the small victories and, and reward yourself I hope that helps. Um, I hope you have a great week of training. We appreciate all our listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. Like I said, have a great week. God bless. And as always, be your best. Today's episode of Be Your Best is brought to you by Classic Equine, Martin Saddlery, Healthy Coat, Cinch, Perina, and Better Horses TV. These brands have been a part of the Phil Haugen Horsemanship team for many years and their products continue to play a very important role in the success of our performance horse training program. To support these brands, head over to philhaugenhorsemanship.com and click on our sponsor tab.